Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for the third Sunday in Lent, March 20th, 2022, offered at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Greensboro, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Luke chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, which includes Jesus' parable of the barren fig tree. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The saying goes that the first step is the hardest. And I know that I have said that cliche to myself or doled it out as well-intentioned advice, but I have never felt the physical truth of it until the day I had to have surgery on my ankle to repair a break. On that day, through the wonders of modern medicine, the doctors and nurses had carefully put my ankle back together They sent me home on the very same day, giving me sort of a shot to block the pain and some medicine. And before I had headed to the hospital, I had devised a couple of ways, right, that I could figure out how to get up the three steps leading into my house. Getting out was not such a problem, right? It's a matter of balance and there was somebody there to spot me, but getting back up was going to be trickier. And on return from the hospital, that first step, was, which is just a little bit taller than the rest, was suddenly insurmountable. And I stood there very much stuck. I was stuck despite my plans, despite my personal stubbornness, despite my will to not be in my front yard, but to be in the house, back in the bed. That first step was too much for me. Now, in the first reading of this gospel that we have this morning, we hear probably more challenge than we do comfort, right? We hear words from Jesus that we expect to hear in the season of Lent. Unless you repent, you will all perish. And these words come in response to some gruesome question asked from the crowd about some disaster that had happened. These verses are the culmination of a long series of teachings given by Jesus calling for readiness for judgment and the need to repent right now. And so when he's asked by the Galileans that are murdered by Pilate, Jesus does speak urgently. But he makes it clear the Galileans did not die because they were more sinful than the people standing there in the crowd. Or the ones that were killed when a tower fell didn't die because they were somehow more sinful. The folks there in the crowd needed to learn from these stories, not that the people that suffered disaster were more sinful, but that earthly life can be cut short and without warning or even meaning. So Jesus says we got to be ready. We must repent, or as another translation puts it, we must change our hearts and lives now. While this call for changed hearts and changed lives is something that we as Christians need to hear every day, we hear it more deeply during the season of Lent, right? We tune our ears a little bit differently as we come to church and hear scripture We make lists of things to do, right? Things to give up during Lent as a form of fast. Things to study or take on as a form of discipline. Some people love 
Lent, right? They jump in feet first into Lent and thrive, and whether it's fasting or discipline. Others of us maybe get overwhelmed because of the busyness of the season, right? Because with Lent also comes spring and all these things to do. And so some of us, now three weeks in, may be standing there at step one, feeling kind of stuck in the season of Lent. There's a lot of anxiety that comes when we are stuck, right? When we find ourselves in a season that seems barren. It can be lonely to be the unfruitful fig tree out of place planted in a vineyard. The gospel passage doesn't cut much slack for the fig tree. There's no accommodation for the fact that the tree didn't choose where to be planted. The tree can't pack up its roots and move to a more sensible place with better light or soil. The owner expects fruit or the tree will be cut down. Now, on the day of my surgery, I had only slightly more mobility than the fig tree stuck in the vineyard. Facing a set of steps with no clear way up, all I could do is take a seat and think and wait. And then this rather ordinary thing happened. My neighbors started to come home. And with each arrival, I had a new visitor. And in turn, they would sit or lean against the porch and chat and ask for updates about my surgery. They were very kind and shared their own stories about falling off a curb or doing something silly that resulted in injury or mishap. And then finally, we turned our attention to the stairs and a plan was devised. With encouragement and the physical strength of my neighbors, I was able to sort of scoot up over the first big steps and get myself back up, not myself, they had to help a lot, into a chair and then safely back into the house. The first step was the hardest because the first step in that moment was to let someone else do the lifting. The barren and stuck fig tree is given a reprieve. The gardener intercedes and asks for one more year to tend the tree and encourage growth. The fig tree gets a second chance not to heal itself, but to be tended to by the gardener. In answering Jesus' call to change our hearts and lives, it's important that we do not get stuck on what we think is step one. In his urgent call to be ready, Jesus also shows us that the first step is not ours to make, but belongs to God. And that God is always taking that first step towards us to offer the abundant grace. We are not called to pull ourselves up by our own strength, but instead to be lifted up by God's grace. Our call as Christians is to respond to this grace and to live a life of repentance. That means we are called to turn again and again our hearts and lives towards Jesus. It also means that we're called into communities of repentance and grace like the church. Right now, in these pews, I am certain that we have people that are experiencing fruitfulness in their life. They are experiencing closeness to God and are seeing God's transformative love and action in their lives and in the world. And I'm willing to bet that there's some of us sitting here this morning that feel stuck. We feel barren or unproductive or out of place. God is maybe distant 
and we're just stuck here trying to figure out how do we take the first step. Well, take heart, because God has already made the first step, and it's by God's grace we are called into the body of Christ. Jesus celebrates our seasons of fruitfulness, but he also tends to us in our seasons of stuckness. God's salvation does not mean that barrenness is removed from our lives, but it does mean that we are not alone in those moments because God is there tending to us. And because we gathered here today are the body of Christ, we know that it means that we take our turns. We celebrate fruitfulness in each other's lives, but we also tend to each other when we find ourselves stuck or barren. It is that presence and care for each other that is at the heart of our Christian life together. All of our programs, our outreach, our Sunday school, our evangelism, all of it has to start with the care that we have for each other that is built on God's grace. So whether you are winning at, Linton, at the Linton repentance game or you're still trying to get started, you are not alone. And if you are feeling stuck at step one, take a breath. Look around at the community that is here with you. And know that with God's grace, together we can take the next step toward living our lives transformed by grace. Amen.